0: I'm Father Harry Dean, a priest with the Diocese of Austin. I'm joined here today by Deacon Ronnie Lastavica, the coordinator of pastoral care for our restorative justice ministry. He serves the incarcerated and corrections officers in the city of Gatesville, numerous units there. And our longtime friend and associate, Renee Brown, who is a licensed professional counselor and assists us in providing good quality programming to assist those who are incarcerated, their families, uh, victims of crime, our correctionals officers, and all of our listeners. Today, we're starting a new topic. There'll be two parts to this topic called strengths-based learning. Renee, in strengths-based learning,
1: how do one's strengths promote positive mental
2: health? Um, so when we're aware of our strengths um, and we know how to use them, it creates positive, well, it can kind of encourage some positive mental health. Um, one of the things that when you think about strengths, strengths, when you know your strengths, it, that, that can serve you throughout your lifespan first also, it adds to like personal fulfillment, maybe professional fulfillment. Uh, in relationships, you're developing fulfillment. I think one of the things, and I was just kind of gazing over this, and something that popped out to me is we often know some of our strengths, but we often have hidden strengths that we don't know we have. Or maybe we have some strengths that we've forgotten about. But anytime that you know, your strengths, it can only help bring about positivity. So it's going to help maybe increase self-esteem, which we've talked about before. Um, It's going to help you feel more fulfilled in life. So knowing strengths is, it's a helpful thing to facilitate in so many areas with learning, getting along with others, building your relationships with others, overcoming obstacles, um, meeting challenges, um, even in your spiritual life, I think to know your strengths is important. Um, for example, I am as a strength, like I'm really good at morning prayer. I love going to adoration. You know, I know that those are some of my strengths and attending mass. Um, or even like today, you know, it's about a two hour drive to come over here. Well, most of that time was spent in prayer, you know, just talking to God as I'm driving along you know, praying for some rain right now. But all of those things, knowing your strengths, for me, prayer is a strength. Um, Being kind of devoted to that, knowing those things helps me feel more fulfilled as a person.
0: What are some questions people can ask themselves, Renee, to determine what their strengths
2: are? So I have a whole list of some great strength discussion questions that people could go through. And I found these off of Therapist Aid, which you can find online. Um, I I love that website. I find all kinds of good stuff. But when you think about some, some of your strengths, maybe hone in, too, on some of your invisible strengths. Like we can know, like, I'm independent. I have a great spiritual life. I'm a good friend. I practice kindness. You may know some of those strengths what are some of the invisible strengths that, that maybe you don't notice in yourself? And sometimes these are the strengths that energize you. Um, we were talking last night about we went on vacation and I'm the one that's always the most excited, you know, and I get everybody pumped up. And I don't think about that because I just naturally do it. So we're traveling to Florida and I had everybody in the car go, Florida, you know, these kind of silly things with the kids and they think it's great. Well, my strength is probably my enthusiasm. I don't think of that as a strength, but it is because my enthusiasm for whatever we're doing, if it's, you know, family game night, if it's just watching a movie at home, we did a breakfast bar one morning with ice cream, but that enthusiasm keeps me energized and it helps in my relationships with others, right? Because they feel energized for my enthusiasm. So trying to figure out like maybe what are some of those strengths that you've forgotten about or they're invisible. That can be helpful. And so think about maybe one of the things to do would be think about your last week and kind of go through it and be like, where are some strengths that maybe I've forgotten that I had and see if you can recognize them and write them down. Think about some of your favorite hobbies, you know, like some of your favorite activities. Um, What is it about these activities that you enjoy and how do those activities play to your strengths? So I'm very creative. I love to create stuff, right? And so um, one of the things that I've been working on is an activity that I've been doing with clients about when you feel like you're enmeshed or you're in bondage to another human being, how can we break that chain, so to speak? And the way that I described my client being in bondage What it meant to me is like I'm literally chained to this other human being. So I created a graphic of what that looked like. So for some people, you could just break the chain in half and be done with that person, but that's not me. I have to break each link, right? So I did. I created a graphic. It has all these links, and you get to write on the link what that means to you, and then you can cut that with paper or whatever as you go through working on that. So maybe maybe thinking in your hobbies, you'll figure out a strength. And one of my strengths is being creative. I love to create um, hands-on activities for my clients because I think so many of us learn that way. I'm um, not just by talking or a handout, but if I can give them an activity that's hands-on, that can be you know kind of helpful. So think about your hobbies. What strengths play into your hobbies? Um, Sometimes this talks about like because we're so used to our our own strengths that we start to feel like they're just kind of ordinary. But what strengths or positive qualities have others shared about you and how did they notice? So sometimes we forget who we are or we forget like maybe what a strength is. And so, I mean, if you have somebody that you trust that you could ask the question like, hey, can you can you share a positive, you know, trait that you feel like I have or a strength? And then can you give me an example of that? That can be really helpful in remembering some of the strengths that we have, because I think so often we forget those things. And then um, think back. Once again, we're going to think back Think back to when you've had the most success in your life. And I say this because people who are sitting there incarcerated right now are probably thinking, I've not had any success in my life. I've not been able to come over this challenge. And it's because they're focused in on the fact that they're in prison. But you have had successes. You've just forgot them. You've overcome some challenges. You're just forgetting them. And so think about something where you were successful. How did, how did that happen for you? You know, I think about when kids, I don't know why tying the shoes is, is coming up today, probably because we've been working on that with my granddaughter, but um, it takes a lot of strength to do that. That's determination. Determination is a strength because she will keep tying her shoe. She keeps trying and trying. And that's determination that also promotes independence, right? So maybe you can't see anything in today because you're incarcerated, but go back through your life. And look at where you've had some successes. If you graduated high school, that's a success. It took strength. It takes strength to get through school, right? That's determination. That's independence. Maybe you had to be self-directed. You know, maybe you had to be dedicated to get through school. Maybe you had to overcome challenges. Like when I think back to being in elementary school, people were always shocked. I have a master's degree, but I couldn't read till I was in sixth grade. But through dedication and hard work, I finally learned how to read well, and then here I am. So there are so many challenges that take strength, successes. There was a strength involved. See if you can figure it out.
0: One of the things I would want to add in that list as you started to speak, and it comes to mind, and Deacon Ronnie and I have spoken about this many, many times. In fact, I had a conversation on the way here the strength that it takes, those of you who are living the incarcerated life, and indeed I would add your families, and for even for our victims of crime, the transition that happens in your lives when you move from where you were into the prison setting, in the prison setting, back out into society. You have navigated, through your time of incarceration, any number of massive changes in your lives compared to where you were before you got into prison. And as you get ready to parole or time out or whatever it might be, you go through that whole kind of sense of shock and fear of, can I really do this? Am I going to be able – just remember where you were when you came to prison, day one, the wilderness that it looked like the daunting task of being able to make it day by day. And now you're an old hand at it. You've developed all kinds of strategies and ways to deal with the good and the bad and the ugly. And now that is presenting itself to you again in the form of leaving prison. And I would say the same to those of of, of us who have suffered as victims of crime, that you had your pre-victimized time and now your victimized time. You've navigated that These are strengths that you have developed that you really don't need to undersell to yourself, while at the same time, you don't want it to inflate your ego to the point that you're puffing your chest out and those kinds of things. But they're truths of who you are. Rely on them and let them really work for you. So, sorry, Brené, please continue. Oh, no.
2: No, that was perfect. Um, One of the other questions that you could ask or thought you could have is imagine a time when you felt like you were at your best. You were at your very best. Describe what you were doing. If y'all need to write these kind of things down, write them down, like I said, in another segment, throw it away if you're afraid somebody's going to read it, because I think writing things out just helps you so much. And giving an example helps, too. But when you were at your best, describe what you were doing. You know, write that out. What about that situation tapped into a strength? And how did it affect confidence? Because typically, when we're using a strength, we're probably feeling confident. And then compare it maybe to a time where you didn't feel confident and see what some of the differences are. That can be a great way to hone in on strengths too. This is one of my favorites. Think of somebody, and this should not be a toxic person in your life. Think about somebody that you admire or you respect. And then what do you believe this person's greatest strengths are? And then see if you have any that are in common with this person. And maybe you don't have anything in common, but maybe this person possesses a strength that you would like to develop for yourself. I don't believe that strengths are just uh, what would be the word. You're not stuck in them, right? You can have strengths, but you can develop more. You know, if you feel like you're not that kind of a, you know, you're not being kind enough, you can develop that. You can become more kind If you don't feel like you've been determined, you can become more determined. So any strength that you feel like you don't have, you can always develop. So, you know, maybe noticing somebody that you admire and then, you know, seeing what their strengths are and is there anything where you're related? And if not, I mean, what's something you would want to develop? Another good question on here that I really think would be helpful is so often and this happens in counseling all the time. The people are hyper-focused on their weaknesses or their mistakes. And I would imagine for most incarcerated people, they they have that that too. I can remember talking to my daughter when she was incarcerated. And so much of our conversations were about her weaknesses, her mistakes, how she messed up. It was really hard for her to see that that was not who she was. And these are these are actions, they're behaviors, but at the core, it's not who you are. And and weaknesses can be overcome you you can change anything that's weak you can change that and so maybe look at some of your weaknesses see how they drained you drained you how are you exhausted behind some of those weaknesses how have some of those weaknesses maybe put you in the situation that you are now and then look at that and and see you know what weaknesses could be at the root of, of thinking as well. And then how can you change some of these weaknesses? Either I'm not going to have it anymore and I'm going to maybe not have this weakness. I'm going to overcome it and develop a new strength. But how do you work through that? I don't like people to concentrate so much on weaknesses because I think they get stuck. I think you need to be aware of them. Maybe see how they've interplayed in your life where maybe you've um, developed some poor behaviors, maybe made some bad choices, but then, how from that could I develop a new strength? Right? I think in any mistake that you make, there, you can develop something out of that, some positive thinking or a strength.
0: You're, and, uh, you're, Excuse the interruption. You're, yeah. you're uh, echoing a uh, talk that I once heard <laughs> from Mary Kay herself uh-huh. back in my news media days. <laughs> I got sent to cover a Mary Kay convention, which is a, as a twenty year something year old man was a delightful experience to have. That's a pre celibacy, everybody. The um, but the topic that she had for her sales force was fail forward.
2: Mm, I like. I think of yes.
0: Yes, you take all the things that where people have slammed the door in your face or said no, and you learn from that in order to improve beyond it.
2: Well, I think some of the stuff I've read. I mean, you look at most of the successful people out there; they failed way more times than you succeed. You know, even in now I'm in private practice. Well. This has been a challenge, you know, I feel like in so many ways, there's just been a lot of failures, but out of each of those problems or failures, there's been so much growth. And then I'm developing strength in that, right? I'm becoming more confident in what I'm doing in my private practice. I'm learning better ways to manage my time. I'm overcoming all these challenges, which, you know, makes me feel like I'm more determined. The confidence, the self-esteem is increasing. So failure, um, failure and weaknesses can definitely propel, propel you forward. You just have to be careful that you just don't get stuck in them. And then another piece on here, and this is the last one for like some thoughts about strengths or some questions you can ask yourself is um, personal goals typically align with your strengths, right? And so this is something to think about, like think about some of the goals that you have for your future and how can you utilize your strengths to achieve these goals? And I would add to that, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, you also have to know your personal values. So personal values are kind of that that thing that's underneath. You cannot create goals or, well, you may not, let me just say, all your you may not reach all your goals if you're not sure of your strengths or your values. Values are going to propel all of that. So I have to know my values and I have to know my strengths to create goals and to achieve those goals. And so think about that too. Think about the goals you have. Whether You can be incarcerated and you can still have goals, you know. What are your goals? What are your goals from when you get out? What strengths are going to serve those goals? And then later we're going to talk about how values influence strengths and goals.
1: So what is an activity for strength exploration?
2: So this is one of my favorite activities to use with clients. I use this with kids, teens, adults. It's super easy. Found it on Therapist Aid again. They're my favorite friends for hand handouts. I think, but if you have access to pencil and paper or pen, you can write these down real quick. Um, so it, there's like I think what two, four, six, seven. there's like eight different categories on this paper, and and what we do is. In each category, you list three things. And so this plays into your strengths and your positive qualities. And so the first category says things that I'm good at. And you're going to list three things that you're good at. It could be anything, listening to people, cooking, uh, singing, dancing, Whatever you're good at, and you can have more than three. This particular handout is set up for three per category, but I would encourage you, don't limit yourself to three. If you can think of 10 things, write them all down. So things that you're good at. The next category is compliments I have received. Know that the human brain, um, this was some research I read a while back, but we as humans are are more likely to remember and believe the negative things that people say. We have a tendency not to remember or focus on compliments and positive things that people say. So you want to come up with three compliments that you've received. It's so interesting because people always struggle with that question. And it could be any compliment. I don't care if it was, oh, I like the shirt you're wearing. That's a compliment, so write it down. What do you like about your appearance? What do you like about your appearance? This one is also challenging (coughs) for a lot of people. And I tell people, pick whatever you like. I mean, when I ask my daughter, like, her favorite thing about her appearance, she will say, and this isn't her feet. She has really pretty feet. Like, so whatever you like about it. And then here's my favorite one. Um, Challenges I have overcome. And y'all take this back as far as you need to, because so sometimes it's really hard, you know, to come up with, oh, a challenge I've overcome. You know, right now I'm really struggling with my mental health. I have all these issues going on. I have all these problems going on. Maybe I'm incarcerated and and you just can't think of anything. There is a challenge that you've we have all overcome challenges. So you may have to go back a ways, but, you know, just think about it. How have you helped others? I have helped others by, that's the way this statement reads, I have helped others by, what have you done to help somebody else? And it could be anything. I let somebody borrow a pencil, you know. I helped somebody, you know, understand their paperwork, whatever. Just how have you helped somebody else? And then the next one is, um, things that make me unique. So, I had an absolutely fantastic answer from a seventh grader on this question. I was doing this at our uh, at my parish because I do some um counseling there, um, some groups at our Catholic school, and so I'm doing this activity with seventh graders. And that's always hard for kids. Like, what's unique about me? And so I'll give him a hint and I'll be like, well, your fingerprint is unique because everybody's fingerprint. And so one of our seventh graders, he says to me, he goes, my soul. and I was like, oh. It was just, I thought that was so beautiful. He goes, we all have a unique soul. You know, God has given each of us our own soul. And I thought that was just like, we were all sitting in awe of this like seventh grader because I didn't even think of that as an adult, but he did. And so I thought that was really great. And I had another kiddo that He's like, well, my family is unique. And I was like, okay, well, tell me more about that. And he's like, "Um, it's the way they all laugh at certain things. They all have this similar laugh that happens. And so there are so many things that can make you unique. And so you may come up with more than three. That'll be great. The last, uh, one of the last ones is what I value the most is. What do you value the most? That plays into strengths. Strengths. What I value the most. And so again, interesting kiddo. Not the same one, but a different one. He's the only person I've ever had. And I've done this activity with, I don't know how many people, but the first thing he said, self. And I was floored. Like he's a fourth grader. And I thought that was so amazing that he could tell me one of the things that he values the most is his self. I mean, that was incredible that he had that insight. And he said family and some other things and his dogs. But self, he chose that. So it was amazing. And then another category, and this is the last one, but times I've made others happy. Times I've made others happy. Because you used a strength or a positive quality, I'm sure, to make somebody else happy. Now, if you wanted to take this further, you know, uh, as an activity, you could even tie in the answers you gave, like, what strength did I use for that? Or what strength do I possess for that? So for me, like the kiddo that said self, well, this is the same kid has really good confidence. Like he is, we've been working together for a while. And so his confidence is like, when I give him a scaling question of like zero to 10, and 10's like great confidence, zero's none, he's a nine now. So self relates to confidence, and confidence is a strength. So you can answer these questions and then go back if you want and tie in um, which positive quality and which which strength do you think that thought ties into? Well,
0: and so to wrap us up here in our last few minutes, we would want to take all the above and speak to how strengths promote God's love. And I would Mm. look at that last one in your your, uh, categories there, times I've made others happy. God's love is how I know whether I really was engaged in something that made people happy. Because you could answer that question with any number of things that have to do with sinful pleasures, but it's not real happiness. The times that I make people genuinely happy is when I have been an agent of them experiencing and embracing God's love for them. So that's one I could think of. Deacon Ronnie, what, where else would you go with this? Yeah, I think anytime we
1: we have an other centered uh, approach to to what's in front of us, you know, it, that gives us joy uh, of that sense of um, being able to um, share that and express it. Um, is going to be something that uh, we, we know that's real, and it's, and it's um, something that uh, I can claim as, as being of, of service to others. So that, that's, that's another mark of a strength for us.
0: Well, and in terms of God's love, uh, promoting that as, as a strength, uh, I would and all of our incarcerated, your families, and, and again, those who have suffered as victims of crime, r- resolve optimism, uh, being collected and calm— forgiving. And my personal favorite, salvific suffering. Yes, We are going to suffer in this life Mm -hmm. by our decisions and the decisions of others, by the things that are in our control and that are outside of our control. What we as Christians, however, do differently than anybody else is take the suffering and join it to the love of God in Jesus Christ. So that suffering doesn't just get to be an ouch moment. It is that. And and we won't want to deny that, whether it's a mental ouch or a physical ouch or an emotional ouch, that's going to be there with suffering. But that's not the end all of suffering. In fact, I would say it's the smallest part of suffering. We tend to allow it to be the biggest, but it's the smallest. The biggest part of suffering for us is that we have now shared in something that the Savior himself experienced in exactly the same way because he is fully human. And because he's fully divine and we are joined to that divinity, our suffering gets transformed by the sharing of his. And, and as a result of that, our suffering doesn't have to just be an ouch. In fact, it really shouldn't just be an ouch. It needs to be a thanksgiving to God for sharing in an intimate aspect of the life of the Savior himself in his time on earth, but his continuing time on earth in our suffering. That becomes part of our salvation. I, I would
1: also add to uh, the fact that uh, our strengths, uh, being a person of strength uh, is, is of great help to, to those who are around us. That, that We all have that person in our life, that, that person of strength, that it could just show up and everything will be okay.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: by having developed your own confidence in that, and the fact that you, you, you're you doing, again, something of, of help to others, that you're able to go and be that one. And, and that one that we all can recall uh, for all of us here uh, and, and all of us listening is that Jesus Christ is that person of strength. He's on the scene now. Everything is going to be okay. And so that's that same thing that we're able to convey to mm-hmm. others, that Christ living through us is able to touch touch you and touch me
0: and, and so forth. And so much of what you brought up in this segment, Renee, really is a kind of, again, I've used this word in our previous uh, uh, episodes, an inventory, which is to say a looking back over a period of time in my life and reckoning with the truth of who I am within myself and in the lives of other people. And when we talk about God's love, you get to own that as well. You get to own the fact that you have been a promoter of God's love just in how you are. And that can also include that fail forward reality where you blew it in the way of being a good christian person or having a holy thought word or deed and you came back and you did what the savior has asked us to do to cry out for repentance forgiveness reconciliation and then on your faith trust that the lord says you got it i do forgive you you are made clean and in that very dynamic You get to experience and therefore present the mercy and love of God in the very aspect of your life, having moved forward from a failure by the faith that you put into it and the grace of God that's there in your faith. And we don't want to overlook that Uh, instead of focusing on all that negative to allow ourselves to say from the negative, the positive can come ask Deacon Ronnie to close us with a prayer, and we have one more segment on strengths-based learning that we look forward to, with, to sharing with you next time.
1: Good heavenly Father. We thank you for the many blessings you've given us. We thank you most especially for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And Father, we thank you for the gift of life and for all those who are listening to us today. We ask the Lord to be with them and fill their hearts with his peace and bless their lives with his grace. May all that we say and do be done to give him honor and glory. Amen.
0: Brother, if you walk with me. Brother, will you walk with me?